Hello and welcome once again to episode 60 of Code Completion. We are a group of iOS developers and educators hoping to share what we love most about development, Apple technology, and completing your code. My name is Dimitri and I'll be your host once again for this episode and I'm joined today by my fellow completionist, Spencer. Hey there. And Fernando. Hello, hello. So before we get into our main topic, it's time once again for our indie app spotlight. Today we are checking out Drop DMG by Michael Tsai, a Mac app for making DMGs. Have you ever wondered how the DMGs that you get from downloading a new app get made? Well, DropDMG makes it easy to make a professional experience for the users of your app. With DropDMG, you can easily set a background image, alias applications folder, license, code signing, and more. Set up templates and automate the process so final distribution of your app is as simple as dropping it on DropDMG. DropDMG is free to try and costs $24.99. Uh, to get the full license, so please be sure to support Michael by trying it out today. And if you are an indie developer, we want to hear from you. Please reach out to us on Twitter at CodeCompletion via DM so we can spotlight your app in the future. So for the past few years, you may have heard about the term NFT or non-fungible token and wondered what it was and if you're missing out or something, and we figured it would be great to do a deep dive on this so that we can determine if you are missing out or not. Uh, so first of all, Fernando, what is an NFT? Something about a uh, fungus, right? Who that's, knows? That's all man. I got from the really? Name. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's something, and uh, it's worth something, and then money. I don't know. What even is money? Like, do we have time to discuss that? <laughs> Brought to you by the experts of code completion. <laughs> 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 that's, <laughs> that's a brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, no, well, basically, an NFT is a non-fungible token. And if I had to explain that in like a sentence, um, it basically means that out of all the copies of something on the internet, uh, a certain copy exists, and you can uh, register that copy with someone, and that someone will acknowledge that that copy is yours. So, for example, it's, uh, it's well, I don't know about. We'll you, get into those details but later. It is but yours, yeah, exactly. The we'll NFT itself it. is unique. Exactly, yes. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, for example, uh, a famous, uh, a famous case that's happening right now is Tarantino. Uh, he is selling screen caps of, I think, Pulp Fiction, or if it's not Pulp Fiction, of some other of his. Movies. I think it's of the script of Pulp Fiction if I right. remember. Is right. Is it the script? I thought it was like I think the it was screen the script. Caps. Well, definitely oh, the script. I don't know. Yeah. He's Why not selling the film? something of his author- authorship as an NFT, meaning uh, whoever pays him enough money gets recognition from him that that part of the script is theirs. But it's not the physical script, but a digital copy that exists in on the internet. In on, I've never understood that, but that's more or less what an NFT is. It's sort of like a ownership, a, uh, a way of to claim ownership. Right. Yep. Right. So NFTs, they're based on this thing called the blockchain, mm-hmm. um, which I like to point out every single time that blockchains are mentioned that Git is a blockchain. So if you're afraid of this concept of blockchains, don't you use it every day? Git. Um, <laughs> it's my two on blockchains. so what do we want to know about blockchains so what is a blockchain of blocks so uh what is a blockchain excellent excellent segue fernando so a blockchain (laughs) is 
um, a chain of blocks, uh, as the name implies. And the thing that makes it special is that every block kind of contains a signature of the block before it uh, and a signature of it as a whole. So that way it kind of has its place in line and it can't move from that point forward. It's immutable um, and it is there. So further blocks will kind of chain onto the blockchain. And the difference between Git and a blockchain like Bitcoin is with Bitcoin, you have one chain. There's no like side branches or anything like Mm that. Um, And well, if you do have a side side branch, then that is called a split and you have a different currency at that point. Um, So you want to end up with a single like uninterrupted chain. And that's what Bitcoin is. Um, and as you can imagine with millions of people like doing transactions all at the same time, that gets complicated quickly to kind of get everything in order and everything be one at a time. Um, but that's essentially what it is. So you use something called a cryptographic signature to make sure that a blockchain was authored by a specific person. Um, and in the case of most cryptocurrencies, that is done with a private key. So that key generates the signature uh, that signature is placed on the chain and can be verified by anyone that it is legitimate. Um, there's like fancier details of how like Bitcoin come about um, to begin with. Uh, but using that chain, you can essentially calculate everyone's tally of how many Bitcoin they have. Um, and like that's the basics of cryptocurrency in a nutshell. Uh NFTs, they work on the same blockchain, not Bitcoin's blockchain. They work on Ethereum's blockchain uh, because Ethereum has a few additional features where you can attach other things to this blockchain. It doesn't have to be exchanges of the currency itself. You can put notes, you can put um, data, like whatever you want, basically. Um, And one novel use of this is to put a non-fungible token, uh, which is basically... It can be anything. Uh, in in uh, everyday use, though, it is a URL um, that you are kind of putting on there. And then you are signing saying, hey, this URL uh, was given to this address, so this other person, um, and uh, that transaction happened. Um, and that transaction can happen in exchange for Ethereum, the currency, or not, like it can be given for free. Uh, but one thing to know about these blockchains is because they need to be verified by essentially everyone else that's using the chain, uh, you need to motivate them to want to verify like your transaction. You can't just put your transaction there and say like, please accept it. Uh, no one's going to be like, no, we don't have time for this. Uh, so what you have to do is you have to pay, uh, to put something on the chain. And this is motivation for others to verify it because they're going to use your payment uh, basically to verify the transaction and say like, hey, this looks good. This looks good. And when enough people say, hey, this looks good, then it gets added to the chain. That's like the high level overview of how these things work. Right. Yeah. And a big thing with the the whole blockchain is that it, it can't be changed because it's been, like Dimitri said, it's being verified by so many people. It's sort of you, you make sure that it's all good. And then once it's in the blockchain, it's unlike Git, it is immutable. You can't go back and, you know, like rebase something or or whatever you know go back and edit any commits or anything it's it is what it is and so from there uh that's how these nfts work where everyone is basically agreed that yes this is fernando's picture of an egg or whatever it is right so but uh, then but then let me ask you guys a few questions let let me play the audience here right um 
what what is the purpose of of the blockchain like i understand that it's like one thing stacked on top of the other and it keeps a tally but i can keep a tally on a centralized database right so, so why yeah, what's the deal with the bitcoin it's a source of truth that anyone can verify because if you have one block of that chain you can look up the previous block and the previous block and the previous block uh, and if you do that to the beginning of the chain you know exactly what transactions have happened which is like part of what makes it made it complicated to keep up with bitcoin is your computer had to essentially keep every transaction's history on it right. to be able to do anything um and that quickly became something that everyday people can't do anymore because bitcoin has grown and ethereum as well um but like large companies like coinbase can definitely uh keep track of this chain because they have enough resources to do so um and the irony is that although it started and it still is decentralized it's quickly becoming centralized to the only people that can actually keep up with the the flood of transactions which i find super ironic but that's how yeah. life works it's more or less <laughs> in like any the internet right yeah in the it sense starts that... off being decentralized and then eventually it becomes google and facebook yep yeah yeah i think that's exactly dimitri mentioned it right there at the end there the whole thing that you said was you know you could go to a centralized location but the whole point is that it's decentralized for the people <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, like Dimitri said, not really anymore. I agree. I will add that um, I think one of the uh, central tenets of at least Bitcoin was the fact that you cannot double spend, right? Um, since Bitcoin is a digital asset, like it's a, like a copy of a JPEG or whatever, um, if we had a centralized ledger, um, it would be very easy to verify the ownership of a thing, right? I own this JPEG. I transferred it to Spencer. That's a transaction. It's centralized. Anyone can look it up. But if you don't want to have it centralized because someone has too much power, well, the, the brilliancy of Bitcoin was that using the blockchain, basically having a series of transactions act as proof, uh, then it is very, very difficult for someone to come in and say, well, Spencer gave it to me. Because in order for that person to come in and say, hey, I own this JPEG, they would need to provide proof of all the previous transactions that happened up until that point in time. Um, mm -hmm. Now, that's I think that's an interesting point because they could, just like Dimitri said, it's becoming so centralized that I think a few years ago there was a scare where like a block of miners, a group of miners were nearing 51% uh, stake um, in processing power. And what that would mean is that they could they actually decide. rewrite. Yeah, they could rewrite the story. And since the majority of people would accept it because they own the majority of, of the processing, then uh, the whole concept goes out the window. So it's, it's a really interesting. I think um, even though we're going to probably thrash uh, NFTs a little bit during the episode, I think the brilliancy of Bitcoin is that it provides uniqueness in a digital world where uniqueness is not a natural attribute. I think that's really amazing and incredible. And it's why, why blockchains and blockchain everything has just shut up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for for the time being, there are... I mean, it's, it's so much in its infancy right now. It's only a few years old, realistically speaking, where uh, it, it's basically the Wild West. We don't really quite know how to deal with things. So... I think blockchains and using that technology, I mean, at this point, 
it, every time I hear someone talk about a blockchain in general, it seems almost like a buzzword where I think <laughs> eventually we'll get to the point where like they are legitimately useful and they are maybe legitimately decentralized and there aren't as many as sort of concerns um, as there are now, which I'm sure we'll get into. But uh, in general, yeah, it, it's a cool idea. But right now I, I tend to kind of stay arm's length away from it for the most part. It's just, um, I think that's that's a good segue to, to another section, which is that um, there's a, a certain comparison to, to Wall Street pre-regulation, uh, which, which was where you could do a bunch of like, well, I mean, you can still do a bunch of shady shit. Uh, but <laughs> it used to be way worse. Like, for instance, I'm thinking there was a banana coin, right? That was a complete scam. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, there's a I ton. Mean, there like was... the issue is that you can actually just since Bitcoin is open source, is it? Uh, yeah. yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, you can actually grab Bitcoin or Ethereum. So I want to say, yeah, Ethereum for sure, and yeah. modify it. Exactly, you can grab the source code, modify it, and then boom, you have your own coin. And then with a little bit of polish and marketing and whatever, you can have people buying your coin. And then you can just dump all your coin and go live a really cool uh, yeah. life in, in a country that doesn't extradite with the U.S. So, right. Yeah. That's the issue right now, which, which yeah, is Yeah, people that. are doing rug pulls with like a Squid Game coin and... Oh, all, that, know, one, that, that one. I, that one I know yeah. was 100% a scam. Yeah. yeah, it was. If you <laughs> looking at the, the whatever you call it, the graph, the chart, it's ridiculous how fast they pulled out and just left everyone in the dust a bump and dump that's literally yeah. yeah it's illegal right now in wall street because i'm sure a ton of people lost their money um but it is still i don't know if it's legal or not well and that's the thing like it we're still in the wild west it's so new that there is no like regulation where like it i think it's sort of in a way goes against the whole concept of being decentralized right. but the problem is you get things like this and so it's like this double-edged sword where yeah i mean it's decentralized but also you get all of the potential scams and you know not everyone's going to be in uh in the know and in deep enough to know that whatever your the next you know whatever squid game token or whatever it is is a scam and then they're putting in life savings which people are doing and then just getting crushed because they want to you know the potential's there it's it the coin is up eighty thousand percent or whatever and it's like cool but you know is it squid game about a bunch of people who want a debt <laughs> i don't know i haven't seen it oh you haven't it's it's no it's okay it's okay but okay. yeah, neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway, but it like the whole thing is like they just whoever those people were just capitalized on the hype of Squid Game, probably just forked Ethereum super quick, slapped Squid token on it, and made a you know some assets, went to Fiverr, got I, some assets, I made think they, really they quickly. Start a game, right? I don't know. Dude. I'm pretty sure they like skinned some off the book, off the shelf, a game. Uh, they linked that to the coin and then they let it out. It became viral and then boom, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One, thing, one thing to realize that everyone should keep in mind when 
dealing with cryptocurrencies and all that is although they may be deregulated or not regulated, not deregulated, although they may not be regulated, uh, it is still legal to like have a like run a scam or run the Ponzi scheme or mm-hmm. do any of these things. Like these are assets, regardless of if they are backed by dollars or not, they are still assets. And anytime anything is uh, at play or bartered or in transaction, it can become a scam. Uh, and that can become illegal, uh, especially in the United States. Case in point, you still need to pay taxes on any earnings you have with cryptocurrencies. Before the IRS had rules, you still had to pay taxes, meaning once the rules came out, you are liable for back taxes. That is just part of the game. Uh, so, uh, just re- keep in mind that anytime you're playing with an asset, an asset has value and you need to pay taxes on that value. Um, you need to not scam other people out of that value. You need to <laughs> be a responsible person. Um, and just because of the fact that a name is not attached to it, it's now just an address doesn't mean it's anonymous. It's still all points it's to you. Um, <laughs> especially when you trade money for it, then it's right. like extra pointing to you. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I recently let Dimitri on to, and maybe Fernando, you watched the video as well, or the channel, but um, there's a, a channel on YouTube called CoffeeZilla, kind of a weird name, but he does a lot of like uh, going through exploitations and scams of like influencers, but a lot, a mm-hmm. lot of things are like uh, crypto related things. And so it's very interesting to see how often someone will do something like Dimitri is saying, where they'll have some scam and, or for example, one that's super popular is like influencers will promote uh, some cryptocurrency on Twitter, right? They'll be tweeting about it maybe a couple times or whatever. And they're not disclosing that they're getting um, paid for that ad, which is basically illegal. They need to kind of disclose that to, they to people. They would I, yeah, right. <laughs> I know, Shock shocking. Pikachu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the thing is, because it's on a blockchain that they're getting paid with, like Ethereum or something. As soon as you find their address, I mean, it's just this. You see every transaction unique, they've ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's this unique identifier. Basically, it's garbage, but you can figure it out. People have, you know, those same influencers tweeted that. I don't know, you know, somehow like Elon Musk, this that's guy, all you need to say. Yeah, this guy ends up finding whose address it is, and it's like, oh yeah, they got paid $250,000 in Ethereum yep. to promote this cryptocurrency. It's in the, like, that's the blockchain, baby. It doesn't lie. <laughs> so, it, that's the whole point, is people are stupid about it. They don't know what they are getting into, and I'm not, I'm no expert, but watching that channel has legitimately kind of, um, educated me in how stupid it is and how you can easily get scammed so honestly really good channel uh definitely recommend a a good old subscribe there and not to mention like this whole system because it is decentralized as everyone's hopes and dreams kind of wanted it to be uh there's no there's no taxi backsies there's no way to get a refund there's no way to uh collect insurance if if things go wrong it's once you send out something it's gone it's no Mm -hmm. longer yours it's no longer possible for you to get it um so bitcoin has become the choice of like every scammer and 
um like not just bitcoin any cryptocurrency has become the choice uh method of exchange uh for pretty much any nefarious purpose uh which is unfortunate because like as cool of a technology as it could be it is also now rife with scams and that's just part of life um and that's super unfortunate I, I I actually think that Bitcoin may have become like the most legit of um, cryptos because uh, it is easier to scam using altcoins. So mm-hmm. it's actually interesting that uh, there it may a lot yet to, be to, to move a Bitcoin nowadays. That's also probably why. That's yeah, true. that's the issue, right? Um, you can't scam people for five hundred bucks if it costs five hundred bucks <laughs> to <do> a Bitcoin <laughs> transaction. Yeah, or you can wait three years for the transaction to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. And then the price has changed and blah, blah, blah. I think I think that's actually a, an interesting uh, a thing here, which is that uh, there is a really interesting correlation be- between fiat money and Bitcoin. Um, I don't know if, if you guys know what fiat means. Real money. Well, no. <laughs> fiat is actually well i i see i see your point fiat is real money in the sense that it is backed by a government right mm-hmm. but fiat means that it is not backed by anything tangible fiat means that a dollar is worth one dollar because the government of the united states says that it's worth one dollar it used mm-hmm. to be that that money was backed by um actual uh, assets like gold or silver right. or what have you but nowadays, money is just a social construct. I love that word, social construct. Well, the, the value of those assets was just as much a social construct. So I don't no, know. That's, yeah, that's if... my point. So so Bitcoin <laughs> is kind of like a, a squared, a social construct squared, a second derivative of social constructs because Bitcoin by itself has no value. Really, when you... When you would ask someone whether they want to be paid on Bitcoin or dollars, unless they're like a huge fanatic or have blind faith on Bitcoin, most people are going to say dollars, right? Or if they say Bitcoin, they're going to trade that for dollars. So Bitcoin is pegged to the dollar and then the dollar is just made up money. So I I just thought that was really funny when I realized like, oh, really? Like all of this is just... Imagine we're we're playing Calvin ball with money, so that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like the perceived value, right? Like we're just it's worth fifty thousand dollars because we have kind of agreed that it is. Yep, I guess. Yep, yep. It's interesting. It's what I mean, everyone will pay for it. Yeah, I mean, when I was living in Argentina, like, person. sorry, honestly, no, you're good. When I was living in Argentina, honestly, like it was interesting to see how. Uh, the, the the Argentine peso fluctuated with like the value of the dollar. It right. was it, it was always tied with the value of the dollar. I'm sure it's probably like that in Mexico as yep, well. It's the same. It's it, like the dollar is like the gold standard, yep. which is ironic because again, it's, it's not it's monopoly. It's monopoly money basically. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're all agreeing to it. But then with uh, crypto, I guess we are agreeing to it squared. Squared, right? Because nobody like. All those shit coins. Uh, well, sorry, that's that's the uh, industry term for, uh, or like, uh, like Dogecoin, basically, just like a joke, right? Like it's not really right. Uh, what? Uh, there's no real like purpose behind the coin other than to like have it exist. Whereas, what, what like, 
I agree 100%. What I find amazing, I think this topic is such a... Um, if I were a psychologist, I would already be writing things about like uh, crypto because like Dogecoin, like the one like the one that you just mentioned, Dogecoin, for those of you that are unaware, is an altcoin. Um, I think it's based on Ethereum, probably. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. It might uh, be Litecoin. What? It might oh, be based off Litecoin. Litecoin. No, you're right. It's Litecoin. And we can discuss proof of work versus proof of stake in a second because I think that's that's also an important part of it. Um, but the the creator of the coin was just like, hey, this is just for, just for shit and giggles. And he just started like giving Dogecoin, you could mine it, blah, blah, blah. And then we turned it serious as soon as money entered the game, right? Yeah. It was like, oh, ha, 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 Dogecoin is really fun. This is the coin for the future. And then... To the moon, baby! I want Elon Musk gets on it. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. It's just, it's just more and more. I think it all boils down for me um, to the capitalist system. If I can get more money to get out of the system, I will. And if that has to uh, uh, has to come at the price of me scamming you, well, unless there's a law, I'm so sorry. So there's a there's a name for that. It's called Ponzi scheme, and it is illegal. <laughs> It's it's no, legitimately no, that where you need no, more money to continue to like get out of a system, so you scam others to get into the system, so that way you can get out, basically. Well, sure. Like a Ponzi, I, po- yeah. Yeah. It's a sort of Ponzi scheme. The issue is that in a Ponzi scheme, there's someone that's benefiting directly, right? Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like someone in a Ponzi scheme, if they say, "Hey, give me five dollars, and I'll give you ten. You don't know what's going on in the background. That, yep. I mean, that's yep. a Ponzi scheme, right? Whereas here, mm-hmm. it's all out in the open. Uh, I, I guess the point that I was going to make, which I sort of like fumbled, was that it became like a religion where everything yeah. is out in the open. Like, there's no concealing the fact that uh, the author of, of the coin just made it for shits and giggles. There's no mm-hmm. concealing the fact that people are getting in because they want to get rich. So it's up to you to decide if you want to get in and gamble your life savings. And a lot of people did. So, yeah. and they shouldn't have. Yeah. Yep. Oh. I mean, for every, you know, Dogecoin millionaire, and there are quite there a are. few of yep. them, there are many, many people who lost a ton of money, right? Yep. So, and Sesame agrees with me. She does indeed. <laughs> she needed to make her, her position known. Um, one thing that I do want to bring up, so we talked a lot about the downsides of Bitcoin and blockchains as like a scamming uh, methodology, um, but there are other like downsides to NFTs, our original topic, um, as well. So one of them is the actual thing on the blockchain is a URL, and that URL points to your JPEG, I guess, as mm-hmm. people on like Google to... Drive. Yep. Yeah. So... That URL can break at any moment in time. Like, yes, the URL itself may be eternally valid, but someone else might purchase that domain name, and then you end up with uh, something that is no longer exactly what was originally pointed there. Um, Or your URL is pointing to a website, which is, guess what, a centralized uh, thing. (laughs) Um, And you are essentially purchasing something on their site for all intents and purposes. Uh, the resource that you bought, the JPEG in question, usually, um, it can have a signature, but that signature is not in the NFT because why put it there? That's extra work. Um, so that, that, that's not part of it. Uh, so when you do purchase an NFT, uh, you are essentially purchasing, uh, 
for all intents and purposes, a piece of paper that doesn't even say what it is that you purchase. It's just saying, hey, ask Bob about it, and Bob right. will know. Um, and if Bob dies, just like ask whoever Bob's successor is, basically whoever bought the domain name after them. Um, and uh, they will be able to tell you what you own or not own or what you sold. So uh, if you want to actually support artists, uh, NFTs are not the way. Uh, they are a way of like transferring money for all intents and purposes. That's about the only yeah. like use that I have discerned uh, from them. Uh, just buy the art from the artist. You get a, an actual tangible thing. They mail it to you. It's amazing. Well, um, <laughs> oftentimes they'll sign it and they'll like number it. And then it's like <laughs> one out of 50, like you own the first of that uh, series that's been made. Um, and like, there's no, there's no substitute for that. I mean, that's what art is about. It's about the thing that comes out of it, not the, the bragging rights of who currently owns it. Not to mention what? NFTs what are you talking about? basically just prop up the secondhand market, which I find super ironic because it's there to support the artists. Um, <laughs> because the artist does not make any money after they s- sell their thing um, that they no longer own at that point. Uh, but they still remain- retain the copyright too. So NFTs don't include copyright. Fun fact. Um, well, they don't need to, but they could, right? That's the, that's the interesting part because... Uh, I think, yeah, I think if, you if, brought at, up if some in the re- URL you specified this includes copyright, but then that URL goes poof, then no more copyright. <laughs> that yeah, that's fair. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> um, you brought some. You brought up some really good points. One of which is um, uh, an NFT is basically a piece of paper saying you own this, right? Yeah, that's all it is. So. You could, like, in theory, Tarantino could be like, okay, this is an NFT of the script. Put it up on auction. Say he gets, like, I don't know, a million dollars for it. And then, congratulations, Spencer123. You're the proud owner of this NFT that Tarantino says is yours. Right. I don't think there's anything preventing Tarantino from going to another NFT provider and doing the exact same process again. Nothing. Like copying the JPEG, yeah. Right? There's nothing yeah. about no. it. So it's for that copy, right? It's yes. It's non fungible for that copy. You yes. make another one. So Great. so just like Dimitri said, he could do five hundred copies out of the same one if he wanted to. And each copy would have a legitimate owner, but they would not be unique in the sense that a painting is unique, right? Yeah, especially not a print, the original painting. There's only exactly. one. Exactly, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Like a physical painting that you put, on, put up on your wall, that it, that is, it doesn't happen as an NFT. An NFT right. is just a certificate. Yeah, I think yeah, you just wrote it down, sorry. Uh, but, but absolutely a certificate. That's all it is. Um, so an interesting um, kind of example is um, Ubisoft. I think it's Ubisoft or EA Games. I can't remember. Um, one of the evil corporations in the gaming world uh they're coming out with a game i think it's a rainbow six game or something anyway uh they're the first kind of gaming company to implement nfts in their games basically and so what it is is you've got like a skin like a helmet and it's like x out of 500 or something and it will actually say like this is you know 120 or whatever and you are the only one with that helmet that says 120 because it is literally an nft of that thing 
So they're copying the skin. They're just putting a different number on it, more or less, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and people have pointed out uh, this is a bad thing that will happen to games because anytime you add any value to an in-game resource, it becomes rife with people trying to game and monetize the system and make yeah. the game less fun for everyone else that's playing it, especially if it's like a massive multiplayer kind of thing um, where a lot of people are all playing in the same space. Guess what? If you don't have money or then you can no longer compete and play that game because the ones that do have money, they can game the system tremendously more than you can. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. The second thing to keep in mind is that whatever you have becomes worthless the moment the game goes poof. Um, so Yeah. I mean, uh, one thing with that well, is they're saying, oh, it's going to be available in other games and stuff. But yes, uh, essentially, it's just the same thing as like if mm-hmm. the Google Drive link goes down yep. or someone else buys the domain, effectively. But that is also true of like uh, gaming inventories before, right? Sure. Yeah. If you're working, yeah, if but you're... The, the whole yeah, but you didn't own it in the same sense. Yeah, we're talking about That's, NFTs I mean, as a thing oh, that people have spent point. millions That's of dollars on. Right. Like, if you're going to call it right. an NFT, then there's a perceived value to be associated you, with it. And you and, directly own it, right? Like, yeah. that's a part of this whole transaction is you actually own it where it's not like an agreement of, like, yeah, as soon as the game goes down, like, whatever type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm desperately trying to find, there was a really interesting um, NFT, I think it's the Loot Project. Have you guys heard of it? Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. While you're finding that, oh... Did you find it? I think so. So the loot project is basically uh, the second thing that I think Dimitri brought up that I completely disagree with is that art is all about bragging rights. Like NFTs are all about bragging rights. I'm not saying art is. No, I'm saying art is. Yeah. That's why sense. we disagree, I think. You're saying like art has the perceived value of like being art because of what whatever, right? Because of it being physical and putting putting it on the wall. Right. But but I'm saying art is all about bragging rights. I think it's been about bragging rights for I think literally for hundreds people, yeah. of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so, fair. So I think this uh, what this what that reminded me was this loot project, which um, this artist. I guess I don't know if you can call him an artist. I think he's a legit artist where he like draws or produces art. Um, but he thought about creating a loot box via nft and he had eight thousand loot boxes up for sale and you may ask well what is a loot box a loot box was as far as i can tell uh for items and by items i mean literal strings like you get a black sword a white cape a uh-huh. red leather armor and so what i found really interesting and i think that's a definite positive about nfts is that those loot boxes were just sentences. But <laughs> they, he, he made a ton of money out of them, which is amazing yeah, for no an doubt. artist. That's, that's the third and last point where I disagreed about uh, uh, Dimitri's point. If an artist wants to make money, if they have enough uh, of a following, they can absolutely do it via NFTs, like Tarantino yeah. or this loot box guy, which I think made millions and millions and millions of money just for putting out strings of text. Anyway, uh, the point that I found really amazing about it was that since they were on the blockchain, um, people started building communities around 
these loot boxes. So for, for instance, if you had like a red leather armor, there were like 15 le red leather armors. Well, let's get together whoever has red leather armors. And they started building communities. And other artists started selling NFTs of like drawings of your character, right? If you had these uh, characteristics, I can give you a drawing that's also an NFT. And the power of NFTs is that they are, funnily enough, a centralized way of referring to ownership. And I think that's really, really cool and interesting um, because you get to play with a digital thing in several environments. People start saying, well, if you were like Epic, you could grab these loot boxes from Ethereum and put them as items on, uh, what's it called? Ah, I just forgot the name. Fortnite? Fortnite, Fortnite, yes. And so if you own that loot box, you get to use it in Fortnite. So I think that's really, really cool. And that's, I think, the basis of the metaverse, where there is a shared understanding between citizens of the internet that you own things. So I think that's less about being an artist, uh, making money in that way, and more about being a celebrity. Uh, because well, the vast majority of artists will not be Beeple. They will not be Quentin Tarantino. Uh, they will not be this particular person who did this uh, thing. Uh, they will essentially lose money by ever attempting to put anything on an NFT uh, because it costs money to make an NFT. Ironically enough, you think, oh, it's digital. It should be free. No, it costs 200 bucks uh, just because the price of Ethereum is like 5000 bucks now. Uh, so, blockchain, baby. so to put it on the blockchain, you need to pay money. Um, and to add insult to injury, uh, many of these artists of normal, normal artists, many right. of those artists have their works stolen on the day, yes. daily <laughs> and people make NFTs and sell them on their behalf without ever letting them know, because guess what? Anyone can make an NFT. I can take a picture of Spencer's beautiful face and pay <laughs> 200 bucks to put it on the blockchain. Uh, and that will be an NFT and I can go Forever. ahead and sell it. Forever, yep, Forever. it'll be on there. <laughs> I can sell it, and Spencer will never be none the wiser as to if it ever existed or not. Something really cool that DeviantArt does is they will scan uh, NFTs uh, to see if your art that you have on DeviantArt oh. is being illegally sold, essentially. That's really cool. Um, so that way you can try to do something about it. The problem is you can't do something about it many times because guess what once it's on the blockchain it's on the blockchain if it's being done by some site in russia that does not care about your ownership rights in the united states or the rest of the world then tough luck for you i mean that's that's all there is going to be to it someone's going to be selling your stuff without you having any part in that and yeah. that's one of the biggest issues with nfts as a thing uh, and I'm not even talking about like the environmental impacts because that is an even bigger issue. But uh, that is one shared by all cryptocurrencies. Whereas for NFTs, it's hard to say that this is something that is for artists when the only artists that make money off of it are celebrities uh, who are not necessarily celebrities because of NFTs. I mean, people might be. Uh, but the vast majority of other people that are selling it are already celebrities. So they are just selling something and using their celebrity status to either make a pretty penny or uh, turn around and say, oh, it wasn't for me. I'm going to donate this money, um, and, which oftentimes happens once it like gets a lot of publicity. I mean, Spencer, you posted a brilliant tweet the other day about something that anyone could do. You can mint an NFT. 
buy it with your life savings right. of Ethereum for two million bucks. Uh, two million dollars, whatever amount of Ethereum that is. Yeah. If you own that amount, you can do that. And guess what? Now that NFT is worth two million dollars, which you can yep. then sell at two hundred thousand uh, dollars to and it's some a discount, unlucky right? chump. Yeah, that's a the price went from two million to two hundred thousand. But guess yeah. what? You made that NFT. You sold it for two million to yourself, so you still have two million dollars. Uh, and you're now selling something for two hundred thousand to some unlucky chump that thinks they're getting a deal. Uh, and now you now own two hundred twenty thousand or two million two hundred thousand. Yep. Yeah, like it's a system that benefits itself more than it benefits others, and that, in a, as a whole. Uh, is a problem that people often point out of centralized systems. Hey, like it's benefiting the people that are already yeah. the the at the crown, right? The nobility of the space, and this is doing the same because uh, yay capitalism. Um, yay capitalism. And that's 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 what it ultimately boils down to, for me, yeah. honestly. Yep. No, it's it's true, and I think a big thing is like with nfts i feel like they are the wild west of the wild west because they're even more new than cryptocurrency in general so mm-hmm. there's a lot to work out there um i don't have a good solution but it, it's scary um some of the stuff that and you know uh, i think a, a huge part of sorry i mean all we're talking about are kind of the bad things here but like another thing with that is a lot of people are pointing out that uh, nfts are sort of a good i guess more or less excuse of like laundering money right yeah. you can say oh it's art so i'm gonna pay you know two two hundred thousand uh ethereum or whatever and boom you've you've just like spent millions of dollars on something with value and so you have sort of laundered that money through uh the blockchain once but again i mean just because dollars change don't change hands does not mean it's not illegal uh so if anyone is no, getting bright ideas from this uh, from all the all the evil yeah. ideas we've talked about today, uh, just do remember it is still illegal, and, and the what your name is attached to lie. every single bit yeah. of it, uh, despite your name not being there. Uh, so it can definitely be traced back to you, and yep. uh, don't do illegal stuff, and you'll be you'll be a good citizen of this wonderful planet that we may or may not have in the future because of these cryptocurrencies. So I, Fernando, you look like you're going to say. No, yeah, yeah. The, the only the, I think the last the last piece, um, the last piece of work uh, about I'm kind of rambling. Um, one thing that I that we haven't discussed, which goes hand in hand with Dimitri's, let's all be good citizens thing, is the the fact that, uh, for instance, at least Bitcoin is built on top of a proof of work concept. Um, and for those of you that don't know, proof of work just means that, uh, like, if we had to to go to the very beginning of Bitcoin, uh, I think that that would explain very easily what proof of work is and why that's bad for the environment. Um, basically, the easiest way I can I can summarize Bitcoin would be, let's say us three get together in a like sit down at a table, and I go, okay, I'm thinking of a number between one and ten million, just Give me numbers. And so Spencer tells me 15, Dimitri, 20. And I go, nope, nope. And then all of you start like writing down numbers, passing them to me and saying, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? And by the end of the first guessing game, let's say the number is 10,974. 
someone of you one of you gives me uh the paper and i say yes this is the number uh spencer you get 25 bitcoins but during that um whole exercise we wasted an enormous amount of paper writing down all of our guesses right and so all of that paper just gets dumped in the trash and never to be seen again uh the analogy is basically bitcoin is your computer when it's mining bitcoin it's just guessing and guessing uses electricity and so since bitcoin has become so valuable what usually happens is you get a bigger computer bigger 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 faster bigger and faster and then a few years ago we um they came up with the asics which are basically hardware specific uh machines that only do one thing but they do it very well which is mining bitcoin and guess what that uses an enormous amount of electricity so finally getting to the point there are people which have enormous farms of asics just consuming electricity i think we're up to what like i think um bitcoin is consuming worth. yeah i was going to say like yeah, denmark finland yeah. uh smaller but not small uh sized country uh countries worth of electricity um, and so if you put this on the internet, on like Twitter, you'll immediately get people like, but no, 90% of the electricity consumed by Bitcoins is uh, solar powered or wind power yeah. or whatever. And you could use that solar power. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's besides the point. Bitcoin. <laughs> that's besides the, like, even, even if that were true, which I seriously doubt some of the numbers that I've seen. Stop using like, the solar yeah. power. We could use Why that. <laughs> are we wasting all of this energy? It's like, it doesn't even make sense. Um, but that br that brings me to my my question, which is I understand how proof of work works. I don't understand how proof of stake works because Bitcoin is different than other coins like Ethereum, which use a different algorithm. Is that algorithm better or? So Ethereum is just as bad as Bitcoin, uh, and oh, basically ooh. all of them are. There's like one or two coins that use proof of stake. Uh, Ethereum is trying to switch to proof of stake. Oh, I didn't. Um, know right. Yeah, yeah. Spencer, I think you know the most of, of, from the three of us of what proof of stake is. Can you give us a yeah, short so, summary? Yeah. As for, and again, I I don't know this really super well, but yeah, like Dimitri said, uh, Ethereum's probably the number one sort of. I mean, it's sort of like you know the second largest cryptocurrency uh, aside from Bitcoin, yep. and yeah, they're they're trying to move to proof of stake, uh, which is uh, sort of this solution, quote unquote, to uh, instead of you having to have an ASIC or uh, computers with you know uh, power hungry GPUs that are doing all of that computation, uh, what you do is you stake uh, some Ethereum into the blockchain somehow. So I think. If I if I remember right, it's been a hot minute since I looked at this. You have to stake like I think it's thirty two Ethereum at the minimum mm -hmm. to be able to sort of have a stake in this. And I think the whole thing with that is because you have put in Ethereum, you are sort of validated and you are able to uh, sort of perform validations on the blockchain uh, oh. as opposed to uh, you sitting there trying to mine things. As soon as a transaction comes in, you're sort of a vetted person that can say. You, you can do that validation for a transaction or something. So like and a so notary? I think you get a... Kind of. I guess so, yeah. And so I think you just get You give up your that. life savings. You have the ability to sign, to, to basically yeah. say if transactions I mean, are valid or not. And, uh, and you were incentivized 32. into the system not collapsing 
while you're doing that because your 32 Ethereum are still there. They're still yours, exactly. but you can't access them while you are one of these people or something. Interesting. Right. So, I mean, you are staking that 32 Ethereum, which right now, that's a lot of money. 65K or so? Yeah, something like that. I don't know that. how anyway, much Ethereum is worth right now. It's like, like 4000 4, I think. Oh, wow. There's 32. Yeah, $128,000. So, that, like, that's a lot of money. No one, Not anyone can become a staker and i think they're trying to do like a pool like they have with mining pools to if you have less than that you can stake less anyway the whole thing is either way uh it's going to take way less computational power to do that because as far as i understand it in a very simplified way you're just waiting for someone to send a transaction and you validate it rather than you sitting there churning and trying to come up with numbers like and so you you get to absorb the commission I think yeah, yes. you take a part of the commission or all mm. of it or whatever. It's so you do benefit by by doing this. Yeah, exactly, and that's like Dimitri's ultimate point when we went when he started was what's the whole point of you validating that those transactions? You get a cut. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so. like a two tiered system where you're like a lowly commoner and you want to send your transaction to a servant of the Ethereum. Yeah, basically, but it's decentralized, Fernando. It's for the people. Yeah, don't, uh, don't think of it like the, that. The validators are random, uh, so that's the decentralized nature of it. Is it? But are it, they random? Yeah. So sure. the it it's going to be completely random, like who validates what. Um, but again, it's it's self serving a bit because you mm. get the ability you to benefit Ethereum. from this yeah. whole thing. So it's yeah. a bit silly. Yes. The whole system is a bit silly, but like all all monetary systems are a bit silly when you think about it. It's like, they oh, are. credit cards. Oh, this seems so neat. I get I get cash back and all that. Guess who pays for that? The merchant. Um, so that's just well. That at least that's good for the consumer. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, for the think, world, I think you Visa... think the interest that people pay like goes into these systems. No, that just goes straight into their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Everything just comes straight from the merchant. So uh, forgive your local donut shop for saying, hey, you need a uh, pay a little extra if you want to use credit card because like yeah. they're running off from not like well basically nothing <laughs> i think that's actually against the terms of service for visa and mastercard i don't think you it can is do that it is completely against the service but you're not going to have a donut shop then so thank you for but, but you just said in this very same episode to follow the law dimitri which is it that's donut not the shop law that is that is a terms of service it is a very different it's thing. illegal right no it's not illegal to go against the terms of service. You're breaching this, a contract. This you're breaching very... a contract, but it's not a legal contract with the government. It is a legal contract with another company that they can then bring you to court to, and then it becomes a legal matter. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like exactly what Epic v. Apple is. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a dissatisfaction between two parties. Mm, sure, I but see it your is point. not illegal. Yeah, I see your point. Well, but are you a good citizen if you break your contract? You are if you support your local donut place, because otherwise you're not going to have a local donut place, and then the the community is sadder as a result. You you heard it first here, folks. Let's break <laughs> our contracts. <laughs> it's all for the local donut place. Uh, I don't have a. You guys don't even have butchers. I I, I, know. I told you a few it's months true. ago, like oh go. We don't have them anymore oh, because of credit card fees, Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> that is a excellent point. An excellent, excellent point. Please support your donut shops. Uh, 
That that reminds me of the uh, that that quote. Uh, First they came for the butchers, and I said nothing because I was a donut shop. Then they came for the donut <laughs> shops. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. No, you haven't. It's um, no. it's a quote about uh, I think not Nazism. Oh, uh, on that excellent note, this episode <laughs> of Code Completion is brought to you by Pennant. Calling all sports fans. Want to keep track of the season, but there's so many teams and not enough time? Check out Pennant. Pennant provides sports standings at a glance. Pennant displays league standings as a simple bar chart where the best teams rise to the top throughout the season. Of course, you can dig in deeper with team stats, game results, and more. Version 10 introduced the all-new customizable My Pennant View, where you can build a wide selection of visualizations for any sport, division, or team. Unlock Pennant Premium... Uh, to add as many blocks as you'd like and put any of them on your home screen as a widget. Whether you follow MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, or MLS, Pennant has you covered with more sports and leagues coming soon. Thank you so much to Pennant for sponsoring Code Completion. Download Pennant on the iOS App Store today. So now that we've gone through our topics, it's time for Complete the Code, where we quiz our listeners on your knowledge of Swift, Apple, and all things development. Spencer? Yes. Uh, So... Since since Dimitri has been doing a poor job at his Twitter duties last week, mm. we still have the same uh, async await <laughs> prompt, but that's that's okay. Uh, we'll forgive him. Uh, we like Dimitri here. So you. if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you can check the podcast art or the show notes to follow along as always. Uh, so the prompt is, here we have an async method that loads a list of images one at a time from a list of IDs. Uh, how can you make all calls to load image run concurrently and return images in the same order? So thank you, Spencer. If you think you can complete the code, uh, tweet your answers to us with hashtag complete the code on one word. You definitely don't need to wait for me to tweet about it first, but I will do my best <laughs> to tweet about these more consistently going forward. I tend to forget because I don't want to do it the day that we release the episode. I want to do it the day after, uh, and then I get swamped with work. So that's that's my excuse, and I will try to do better. Uh, so... Uh, the first to get right, we'll get a shout out on the following ep- week's episode. Uh, so for our mini review corner, uh, Spencer, you had a thing called a backbone controller. Yes. So this is the backbone controller. It's a little uh, controller that kind of pulls out and you can put your phone in it. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, you know, it's it's an MFI controller made for iPhone or whatever. So it's like a um, Apple uh I guess, what do you call this? Um, an Apple. Um... They signed the NFT for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neat. It's like sanctioned by Apple, right? You know mm-hmm. it's going to work with an iPhone. I'm is, sold. I guess what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Let's scratch uh, this no. whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really cool, though, because you've got, like, for example, the game that I've been playing with a controller that's really nice is, is Fantasian, the um, Apple arcade game. Uh, so it's it's more of like a traditional game, and it's nice to not have to touch around and you just kind of hold it like uh, a Nintendo Switch. So let me put it in. Um, I'll kind of show you here. It's um, interestingly they kind of got a little bit shafted uh, with the iPhone 13 and 13, or sorry, 13 Pro and, and Pro Max because the um, the camera bump is so big that it actually hits this middle part. So they oh no released a a little. 3d model that you can go ahead and 3d print if you have one which i do or you could just um go to um you know like a library or or wherever is available um 
and then it doesn't bump. So, you know, it is basically kind of like the form factor of a switch more or less. Um, and it's super cool. It's super comfortable. Um, I think, you know, people will use it for playing, you know, PUBG or whatever on, on it. I don't play any of those games, but it's really comfortable and it's nice to just kind of sit down and like hold your phone like a normal, like a switch just on your couch. If you've got some game like that, um, it's got, a pass-through headphone jack, so I guess, you know, that's a feature nowadays where we don't have the headphone jack anymore, and um, a lightning port so you could charge while you're playing. Um, yeah, it's super cool. I um, I think it's pretty comfortable to use, and um, I don't use it a ton, but I got it on a, on a deal. I think I paid um, $80 for it. I think it's normally like 100 or something. I know for Black Friday it was down to like 70 Um so it's interesting if you have any games like that that you want to play. Uh, I don't like I said I don't. There are a ton of games I play that kind of support it, but it is it's a nice change to instead of like tapping if it, if you've got a game that isn't um, like on you know your Switch or something. So I don't know I, if that really answers anything. I think it's really neat that it has a lightning pass through rather than needing like a micro USB or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because then you can just use the same cable that you usually use for your phone um, and just charge it that way. Uh, does it have its own battery pack or is it just powered off of the phone? No, it's just powered off the phone. And I haven't really noticed any um, extra battery like drainage. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. lightweight in that sense. But um, like good analog sticks, I don't know if you can kind of see this. They, they feel very similar to like the um, the Nintendo Switch. Um uh, it has got an L, you know, L1, L2, uh, and I think these are an- like analog as well. I don't think they're just like zero and one, but they've actually got levels of sensitivity. So, uh, and it's got a, a pretty cool app where it's got a dedicated button. Sorry, I keep putting it down. It's got a, this little dedicated <laughs> backbone button, so you can um, it'll just open up the app immediately, and it's kind of got like a launcher, right? And it'll mm-hmm. scan all of the apps that are you have installed, and you can just say. Can they can do that? Control it. Huh? Can they do that? I yeah. I, yeah. Scan for apps? Yeah, you check URLs games. No, that was patched a while ago. Well, it works. Anyway, so you can kind of like control it here and go through all of the games. or And this is like, oh, the featured games. And it'll kick you to the app store to download it and everything. And just kind of control it all from the controller so you don't have to touch around. So it doesn't necessarily um, show you the games that you particularly have, just games on the App Store? No, it'll show the games that you have as well. Oh, okay. So it so, probably just yeah. checks one at a time to see, hey, do you have this game? I think so. And then show yeah. a track mark or not. Uh, and th- th- Yeah, <laughs> never mind. I mean, it works. I don't know yeah, how it works. I'm, but, I'm very curious and it's also, it. It's got a button for like um, a quick uh, screenshot as well, and also like starting oh, a screen nice. recording if you're into that. So... It's cool. It's got some cool like social features that I don't use like that, and you can share your replays. It's got chat rooms and stuff. I think you can even like have that in the background and like have voice chat going. But I don't play any social games like that, so I don't. You know, I haven't tested that out. But it's a super cool thing, and I think the kind of competitor to that is like a Razer product. But this one is really sturdy. It feels good, and um, yeah, check it out if you're. If you're in the market, I what's, don't know. What's the biggest uh, sized phone that you could use it with? It'll, fo- it'll support any iPhone. And iPad? No. I mean, like, it'll go... Well, it's lightning, that much so... Farther. 
Yeah, and it's lightning. Well, the minis are still lightning, right? Or I don't not? think it would fit. No, in they're any. they're USB Cs now. Really? The the yeah, the newest yeah. one is. Cool. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So, but it'll work with any iPhone uh, you know, with a lightning port. So, Max to iPhone mini. Super neat. I'm I'm yeah. actually curious now because I really wanted to play Oceanhorn, um which is available on Apple yeah. Arcade. Uh, because I like Zelda-like games, and that's basically a Zelda-like game without saying out loud that's a Zelda-like game. Um, and it's it's best played with a controller, as is like very evident if you've ever tried playing it. Uh, so Definitely. I I will probably pick up one of these because I think that's super cool. In the past, I got these little suction cup things uh, that you can kind of put uh-huh. on the iPad screen, and it gives you little joysticks. Um, yeah. And uh, I think we mentioned in a past episode there was a game called Geometry Wars, um, and that came out for the iPad a long time ago. And uh, my claim to fame is I got number two on one of the leaderboards. And I was nice. like super proud of that. Nice. Um, and my heart was beating at like three million miles per hour at the end <laughs> okay. of that session. Um, but yeah, that, that's it's like really fun to play with joysticks with games like Who to Thunk uh, that they'd have that nailed down so early on. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've tried you can now connect like an xbox controller up to your phone and that works fine and they have i don't have any of those that you can right if you do if only you could do the switch controllers can... right why why can't you do those apple because nintendo cool. yeah, yeah probably nintendo. nintendo but it's it's nice like if you're used to holding a nintendo switch it feels very natural to mm-hmm. hold it like that with the screen in the middle and stuff so i really like it uh yeah check it awesome. out awesome cool Called the Backbone One, I think is what they call it, like specifically. So, so with all that out of the way, it's time for Compiler Error, a segment where I get to test my fellow completionist knowledge about Swift, Apple, and all things development. Today we have a theme, and that theme is scams, famous robberies of the past, cryptocurrencies. Oh, okay, so the same thing. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so t- today, as usual, I have four statements for you, all about cryptocurrencies, uh, specifically specific cryptocurrencies. Uh, so let's go through them one by one. So number one, one of the first cryptocurrencies, Litecoin, was created in 2011 based on S-Crypt out of concern that GPU-based mining was too high a barrier to entry. Statement number two, Zcash, founded by Zuko Wilcox, is the first open permissionless financial system employing zero-knowledge security and employed a ceremony to generate the system's private key. Statement number three, Titcoin was created in 2014 as the first cryptocurrency to be nominated for a major adult industry award and featured greatly improved transaction speeds over Bitcoin. And statement number four, Icon Has was an ill-fated cryptocurrency founded by Burger King in 2018 that could be earned by purchasing cheeseburgers, though most ended up lost since wallets containing the coin were printed on the wrappers themselves. So, Fernando, why don't you go first? Okay, I think I'm I'm actually feeling really comfortable with this one, I think. Um, Famous last words. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Litecoin is definitely based on uh, script. Um, I do remember when it came out that it was very different because it wasn't GPU-based. I mean, not that... Uh, Bitcoin is GPU-based anymore, but uh, same thing. So I'm going to say one is right. Uh, Zcash, unless there's some tiny detail there that I'm missing, uh, 
It is a financial system that is zero knowledge. I actually did a little bit of, uh, I, I did a presentation at a lunch and learn at previous work where um, I explained what a zero knowledge system is. We should, we should chat about that because I know the topic. It's really, really, really cool and interesting. Um, so I'm going to say that one is probably true. Bitcoin, uh, funnily enough, I read a list of um, not suitable for work coins while preparing for this episode. <laughs> I don't remember if Titcoin was one of them, but I would not be surprised um, that it was. Um, I got to go with doing number the important four. research right before the episode. What? You know what sites he's visiting. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, who doesn't love uh, crypto porn websites? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to go with my uh, gut feeling, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I'm going to say number four. Burger King is not cool enough to use I can has as a trademark, uh, as a thing. And I wouldn't put it past them putting like the wallets on the wrappers. But it just seems like if I don't know, n number four just seems like it's not true. An excellent choice. Spencer? I am also going to go with number four. I don't remember hearing anything about that. I mean, I guess I haven't really heard anything about like three of these. The only one I am fairly sure of is the Litecoin one. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll go with four. An equally excellent choice. So uh, let's go in reverse order since this is either a sweep or not a sweep. Uh, so starting with number four, I can has was an ill-fated cryptocurrency founded by Burger King in 2018. Uh, so Fernando, you claim that Burger King is not cool enough to have a cryptocurrency. I, I have do. a question for you. Is Kodak cool enough to have a cryptocurrency? Yes, because yeah. Kodak invented like the camera. Kodak okay. is way cooler. So you are absolutely right, uh, because this is 100% the compiler error. It is completely made up. I had a hard time making up cryptocurrencies because any acronym <laughs> yeah. I looked up was a real currency. In fact, oh there God. is I can has crypto, which talks all about cryptocurrency. Uh, oh. So uh, that was a very hard thing to do. That's the funny uh, thing. Like I can, I a hundred percent believe that there's an I can has yeah. crypto. A hundred, oh, I yeah. would believe it in a second. But Burger King is not not cool enough to do that. Like, my first idea was to go with uh, SOS coin, a coin where you can uh, put, like, your your need for help on the blockchain, and that would be, like, a whole thing. <laughs> SOS coin exists. Oh I, like, I, there's not much I can invent at this point. Like, I, nope. everything, not a number coin exists. Uh, it's not not a number. It's NAN, but, like, stands for something else. But, like, any any little acronym I tried like did not turn out to be anything so i i thought i'd make something up that's at least funny um, you could have but, you could have put something like uh i don't know uh uh costa rica has gone all in on bitcoin yeah and that is not true it would have been it's ecuador <laughs> ecuador yes. went all in on bitcoin uh, and you see lines of people at bitcoin stations because guess what bitcoin takes 10 minutes to verify um <laughs> yeah. extra fun um so yeah, let other people pay the energy costs of the currency you're using and uh, wherever. Um, but yeah, so uh, Burger King did not make a cryptocurrency that I know of. We did uh, Kodak it, did. 
Sorry. Finally. It's been so long. Yeah. I don't even remember if we've ever had like a, a sweep out. What do you call him? A sweep? Yeah, a sweep. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about these. Uh, so Titcoin is 100% real. That is on Wikipedia. Um, that's just a thing. Uh, so moving on. No, just, just to make a point clear, like I also went to Wikipedia. Not that okay. there's anything wrong with porn, but that's not the first place that comes to mind while looking for crypto. Cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Zcash is super cool because they actually did do like a whole ceremony to get the first one. And it was like publicly documented and everything. And they destroyed the computers afterwards. Fun stuff. Uh, Radiolab has an excellent episode on it if you want to uh, dig cool. into that. Um, and Zcash is also like optionally, uh, privacy supporting, uh, meaning yep. you can anonymously, uh, yep. give, uh, give people money for scams. So I guess that's a cool thing. Um, do it in Zcash, just not worth as much as Bitcoin, but whatever. Right. A little harder for, to convince someone to buy when you are doing gift card scams. <laughs> I, do they do gift card scams with cryptocurrencies? I'm not sure anymore. I mean, um, why no. why go for uh, yeah for that when you can go for the moon? Yeah, um, and then Litecoin <laughs> is one of the very first cryptocurrencies. I think it's the second one uh, after so Bitcoin. Too. Dang. Um, yeah. So that is that is super cool uh, that it's lasted that, this long. And also that that concern happened that long ago. Mm-hmm. Now look where we are. Yeah, I mean, like it's still hard to buy GPUs because guess what? GPUs are excellent at mining cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good job, both of you. Thanks. I'm proud of you. You finally we overcome the challenge like, together. I think this is like my second win ever. <laughs> so we're on like episode 60. That's embarrassing. So as always, I want to personally thank everyone for listening in this week. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Code Completion to know when new episodes get released. And we will not be releasing NFTs for our episodes. So uh, just listen Yet. to them. They're free. Uh, you don't need to own them. Um, so if you have a topic that you'd like for us to dig into, please be sure to share it with us. Uh, we'd love to know what you want us to talk about. Uh, and most importantly, as a small podcast, please be sure to share this with your friends and family who are also interested in any part of the process of app development. Uh, it's your support that enables us to continue doing this, and we hope to grow a healthy community around everything we discuss. Once again, I want to give my thanks to Fernando, who is at, uh, from junior to senior, that's F-R-O-M-J-R-T-O-S-R on Twitter, and Spencer, who is at Spencer C. Curtis, that's S-P-E-N-C-E-R-C-C-U-R-T-I-S on Twitter, for joining me this week. My name, once again, is Dimitri. You can find me at Dimitri Buniel. That's D-I-M-I-T-R-I-B-O-U-N-I-O-L, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. 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 So you still want to do a commented out, or any? Yeah, let's do but I can do, like, 10 minutes. Okay. Because right. I, like... Really, Michael Tsai, he's famous, but and I've been in the community for like 12 years, maybe a little bit more, and he's been way longer, I think. But at this point, I'm too afraid to ask, why is he famous? I know I he's think, got like a blog. That's yeah, I, th- really... I think it's mostly the blog. He has a, a very yeah. well-maintained blog yep. where he collects interesting tidbits about various yep. t- topics uh, that are current and... The my like favorite part is that he updates those tidbits over time, so that way you see how like the conversation is changing or mm. improving or getting worse uh, for like a particular topic that started maybe a year ago. Um, and uh, if you follow him at MJ Tsai, M J T S A I 
on Twitter, uh, he will post whenever he puts a new entry on the blog or whenever he updates an entry on the blog, and then you can just keep up with it and download that information into your brain. Uh, and you can support him by buying his apps because he makes apps on the Mac, and they are cool apps. Um, and yeah. Yeah, Tooth Fairy. Awesome. I don't use it much anymore with now that I have AirPods, but um, when I had, I think, I can't remember what I had before. Anyway, it was really nice to just be able to have a, a keyboard shortcut to connect to the to the Bluetooth headphones. So nice. Very nice. Cool. Yeah, that we talked it. about spam, sieve, sieve, sieve whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I need the opposite of that where uh, like you are doing something and then someone puts AirPods in and it does not steal your audio. Like I know there's an option somewhere in there, but sometimes yeah, there is an option. Sometimes I'm like recording, and then my audio would just go out, and that's because Lynn <laughs> put her AirPods in, and oh. we in the past shared audio like from my phone, and apparently that links her AirPods up to my account, so they are in my yeah. like menus yeah. and stuff. Um, oh. So like sometimes my audio would just go out, and I'm like panicking because she just put in headphones in, but then she hears what I'm supposed to be hearing, uh, so then she like quickly. Uh, freaks out too, uh, and it's it's not a pleasant experience for anyone. <laughs> really, this this is perfect for commented out because I don't think we can do a whole episode of it. But the quality of macOS has, in general, Apple's OS has degraded dramatically. Like a few nights ago, I was like watching a YouTube video or something. I paused, went and did something else, left my phone, and then I came back and I wanted to press play, and then. I didn't hear anything. I was like, that's weird. I started putting the volume up and one of my um, home pods just started going up in volume. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I wasn't even like, I didn't even sell it. Like, it's not, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Siri is just listening to what you tell her, Fernando. Just well, because you're was, not addressing was... her directly, <laughs> she will She will go ahead and do what you tell her. It's very frustrating. And then... Uh, yesterday I was playing an, uh, like the, with the music app and I was just browsing a list and then the like the panel that slides with the play buttons uh, it was just like coming up disappearing coming up disappearing oh, while I was yeah. scrolling I'm like come on this is like a trillion dollar company can they please get software right and I don't know I don't want to get all nostalgic because I know like software has always been like kind of shitty but I don't know. It's just frustrating. What does that say about us? Us? Yes, yeah, as, as people who, who make software. That's like literally our not job. Not us. They're not my bus. Thank, uh, thank you for throwing <laughs> us under the butt under the the, the bus really our entire careers. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. We should Hey, do I a, just like to cause people pain. I don't know what you guys are in here <laughs> for. <laughs> That's why I'm here and uh, masochist yeah i guess pain i'm point. the saddest here I, I i put my code out so other people can also suffer so nice <laughs> that's like why it. you guys are so different okay i see now i understand <laughs> once you get to the like the seven year mark spencer you get induced into the uh the pain cabal and oh cool yeah cool i'm almost there i've got a couple I, years Sweet. i never got an invitation to that i, I feel left out no no you're a part of a you're a part of it you, there's oh, no I, got, I guess I got you. put on the blockchain. Yeah. There's no escaping. <laughs> so there put me somewhere. There. <laughs> cool. Cool. Okay. I'm feeling Bye. like this episode's going to go viral in the wrong kind of way. <laughs>